Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve Bertrand is here. Kevin Powell, Mary Vandeveld. And you know her. We've we've become friends with her somehow. Even though we don't know you, Dr. Arwady, I've never met you face to face. By seeing you through the pandemic and and your reassurance, I feel like I feel like everybody's your friend. Do you get that when you walk on the streets? You'd be surprised how many people recognize me. Never a goal in my life, and yet it happens now. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so we had a reporter from the Hyde Park Herald who joined us about 15 minutes ago. His name is Aaron Gettinger. Not only has he been reporting on monkeypox since May, but he has recovered from monkeypox. He was sharing about how miserable it was. And then today we see that there are now two pediatric patients, one in the U.S., one who is in the U.S., but not um, a citizen, I guess. I don't know. Um, and he had mentioned that, you know, you, you could contract it through bedding or towels or utensils. Is that true? Yeah. So let, let me put this in some perspective. So the way monkeypox works, uh, it is a pox uh, virus. And so people get sores. They get they look like blisters um, or pimples at the beginning. And then it's physical contact with those sores that is how we see spread. And so uh, in most cases, this is really through prolonged, intimate type spread. People can get these sores in the genital area, for example. And then typically, if you're, you know, touching somebody else's genitals, that would be a way to spread it. Um, but it is possible that anyone who is having contact with a sore or the fluid from a sore could potentially be infected. So we're thinking about, um, you know, the small number of children, for example, that would be a household contact, like someone who is a known case living in a household. um, If they were sharing towels, for example, uh, or bedding, that could be a way to transmit it. I want to emphasize that at this point, the risk to the general public remains low. This is not like COVID. You don't get this passing somebody in the grocery store. Um, But for people who are having um, close contact, uh, it is possible to spread. And that's where we would expect to see, um, you know, a few household family members uh, also contracted. And that's why everybody who is a close contact of monkeypox here, in, of anyone diagnosed with monkeypox here in Chicago, that is who we first and prim- foremost work on getting vaccinated. Household contacts, intimate contacts, et cetera. And so what is the incubation period and can you spread it before one of those blisters or poxes, whatever it is, yeah. um, you know, pops up? Yeah, great question. So based on what we know now, and again, most of this is off um, what we know about monkeypox over the years where it's not a new disease. It's been around since the 1950s. Uh, people don't spread it before symptoms. But the issue is sometimes people can have what feels like flu-like symptoms, fever, feeling really tired uh, before the rash appears. And so we are encouraging, you know, as always, if you've got a fever, if you're feeling really unwell, that's not a time to necessarily be going out um, and 
and uh, having close contacts with a lot of people. Uh, but generally, the spread seems to be after, certainly after symptoms and, and generally after that, that rash has started. But sometimes we've seen some folks in Chicago, maybe they just have like one or two small little pimples and they don't quite realize that it could be that. So we're really encouraging people, if you've got a rash, you're not sure what it is, you can go to your doctor. Any doctor um, can take a sample. They swab at the rash, at the lesion, um, and send it off. You don't have to go to a special kind of laboratory uh, to get the test, and we do have plenty of testing. And then if you get a test and you test positive, we can work to quickly get all of your contacts around you vaccinated um, and help stop the spread. Dr. Allison Arwady is with us uh, addressing monkeypox, which seems to be in the news everywhere these days. Um, I had read there are 130,000 men in Cook County who identify themselves as having sex with other men, but not exclusively. So what happens when um, students come back to college and you anticipate there might be a bigger spread or... Yeah, so certainly there is nothing, uh, and I want to be super clear about this, most of the cases, almost but not all, of the cases that we've seen here in Chicago and um, across the U.S. and Europe have been in men who have sex with men, but that's because this spreads through close social networks, right? And so there's nothing about having sex with men that puts you at higher risk. It's just that those are the individuals having that uh, close, sustained contact. So if you have someone who is bisexual, for example, who has sex with a man, has with a woman, that woman would also be at risk. Um, and so it's really having that close um, that close contact, especially intimate contact. And again, just about all the cases at this point have been in men who have sex with men, um, but, but not all. And so that's why, you know, if you've had new sexual partners, um, especially, we, and you've got a new rash, we would definitely want you to go and get checked out. So if you're a parent of a, a gay man or, you know, you know that your your nephew is bisexual, do you gently mention maybe you should watch out for this? Or do you think that the LBGTQ community is pretty aware of it? So we've been working really closely with a lot of, um, you know, the LGBTQ advocates. They've been great partners in this. We've been working with a lot of the providers, uh, especially ones that have uh, LGBTQ affirming care as part of their mission. Um, but I would really encourage people to talk about this. You know, it's um, uh, we don't want there to be stigma around this. We want people to have the information and be able to protect themselves. I worry sometimes that people will, um, you know, they'll be so worried about one particular uh, disease that they won't think about the others. And really, you know, if you're feeling sick, whether you're worried it's early COVID, whether you're worried it's early monkeypox, you, you know, that's not the time to be going out and having a lot of contact with individuals. So I would encourage people to talk about it. Different than COVID, we have testing available. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, we have testing available. There is treatment, um, although it's primarily at this point for people with um, more severe disease. Um, and we have vaccine, not enough vaccine yet, uh, but enough vaccine certainly for anybody who is a known close contact. And then we've also been vaccinating some high-risk individuals. So I really want people to not feel like there's stigma, like, oh, people are going to assume that I was having a, you know, this particular activity, et cetera. If you, no matter who you are, um, new rash, not feeling well, go get a test because we can not only get you the care you need, but we can we can help protect the spread um, for everybody around you. Doctor, I want to revisit a little bit the, the level of concern we should have because, of course, we're all going through COVID and yeah. uh, the fear there. And so then, you know, 
because of that, the next big disease or virus is getting yeah. a lot of play in the media. But that's right. Uh, what, what put it in perspective yeah. for us? Absolutely, absolutely. So I would say again, the risk to the general public at this point remains low. The risk to people who are in monogamous sexual relations also remains low at this point. Where we're seeing more concern is just where people are having a lot of physical uh, contact with a lot of other individuals, um, and then that risk goes up even more if you're having sort of close, intimate uh, type relations. For some context for people, folks have gotten used to this. This idea that 15 minutes, you know, without masks in close quarters, you might be worried about those respiratory secretions with COVID. That calculation for monkeypox is like three hours. Um, and so this is not based on everything we know now. This is not something that you would you would pick up casually from people you don't know. Um, this really would be uh, typically household and close contacts. And even where we think about the respiratory secretions, it's about usually kissing um, or really exchanging those secretions actively as opposed to being near somebody who might be coughing. Um, so this is this is not like COVID in that regard. Also, it's good news that based on everything we know now, people are not spreading it before they have symptoms um, because the hardest thing about COVID is that you can be feeling fine and spreading it for two days. And that doesn't seem to be the case here. And that's good because we can use our traditional case investigation, contact tracing, vaccination, et cetera, um, to hopefully keep this in control. But we're encouraging people, you know, right now to, be careful, um, you know, with, with new, we're not saying don't have sex for sure, but uh, careful with new sexual partners if anybody's having rashes and anybody who you are having a new partner with, make sure you've got their, their contact information because if either of you ends up testing positive for monkeypox, the health department in a way that protects your privacy can help that person get vaccinated, get protected. Um, so yeah, we want to get the news out about it, but uh, risk overall does remain low. So I think the headline is Dr. Arwood is saying don't not have sex. <laughs> I would never say don't have sex. I would just say, you know, to take caution uh, where where that occurs. And, you know, right now, anonymous sex or sex with a lot of partners, it would be high risk in Chicago. Um, and so not saying don't have sex, but, uh, you know, be, be, be thoughtful about it, um, especially as we're uh, learning a little more about this disease and really working to get the highest risk people um, protected. Now, I, I think that the reason people were hesitant to talk about it early on was the stigma that would be attached to it. And it leads to a question like this from 815. Why are only gay men able to spread this? They aren't the only people able to spread right. it. It's just that they're more sexually active than the rest of the population. Is that a safe statement? Yeah, and just that this is the population of, it's the same thing, like, if you if you see a disease get into a network of people who are only in contact, you know, or who tend to be in contact with each other socially, et cetera, that will be the network in which it spreads. Um, but yes, we already are seeing cases, um, as expected, uh, in others, um, and although most cases have been in men who have sex with men, definitely not all, that's also true in Chicago, um, and uh, as always, anybody not feeling well, rash, go see your doctor, please, before you, you know, have intimate contact and, and get tested. So CDC is uh, named it a global emergency, but it is not a public health emergency. Yeah, so this gets a little complicated. There's a lot of different levels, but when the WHO sort of makes that decision, it can open up additional resources in some cases. I want folks to know that one of the challenges here is that we historically, especially in the U.S., we don't do a great job of funding public health stably all the time. We often wait until there's some big bad outbreak, and then after the fact, we say, oh, we should send some resources. And I'm concerned about that with monkeypox. i got to tell you, CDPH has not received any 
additional funding for our response. You know, we're doing what we can. We're moving things around. But it's about the need for us to really make sure we've got all of the facilities and testing and, you know, the resources in place. And if I've got a team that's working on diabetes or heart disease all the time um, and is strong and connected to folks, I can easily transition those workers, you know, at the time when there's an outbreak. But that's not how we thought about public health. And, and, you know, it's taken a while for them to decide to declare that. But declaring it really is mostly about opening up additional resources um, at the worldwide level, which I think is good. Thank you so much for joining us. Are you having your Facebook Live tomorrow? I am having, I'm actually doing my Facebook Live on Thursday this week. Uh, But yes, we'll be doing it on Thursday. Thank you so much. We'll be watching Dr. Allison Arwady. Hey, stick around. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent.